The views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute legal advice. A podcast is not a substitute for retaining a competent, licensed attorney to advise you on your specific legal situation. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Carella, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week. Our guest this week is a Tampa-based indie acoustic pop artist whose latest album, Brave, is available now on all outlets. She will be touring Florida over the next few months and will be playing at the NAM Conference in Anaheim in April. You can find out more about her work by visiting www.frankieray.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Frankie Ray is on the Break the Business Podcast. Welcome to the show. Hi. I'm so great to speak with you. Love talking to the Floridians. Love talking to the Tampa musicians. And boy, do I just love acoustic pop artists just right after my own heart. So I know I'm going to love every part of this interview. So speaking of that sound, can you tell listeners a bit about your music? Uh, what, what would they expect when uh, you know taking in a Frankie Ray song? <laughs> so um, I love writing upbeat pop melodies. Um, I love, you know, my lyrics are kind of, uh, I guess hard to understand sometimes because I use a lot of metaphors when I speak because I like things to be relatable to everybody. Um, I kind of like people to be able to listen to my music and, you know, kind of put their own interpretation on it. I don't like to be so blatant with what I'm saying. Um, but it's basically just, you know, acoustic pop music. I love, like I said, fun melodies, upbeat, things like that. So. And she is not overselling it, listeners. Uh, all the tracks that she's got, especially on Brave, it's a lot of really delightful poppy stuff that's just, I mean, and, and with really just awesome lyrics and a lot of great stuff going on uh, with your music. And so I'm so happy to be Ooh. chatting with you. Uh, so, you know, one of the things about this podcast, Frankie, that we try to do is when we pick guests, we really try to find one of the things that we ask our, I ask myself when, when we find guests for the show is what is one thing that this guest does really well that we can highlight it and have them talk about it so that we can give some great advice to all the indie artists that are listening to this show. And you, Frankie, you're your special skill, not that you don't have many, but one in particular is you are prolific at getting <laughs> gigs. Prolific. I, I checked your touring calendar. For October, Frankie. And in a month that has 31 days, you have somehow managed to book 32 gigs. <laughs> you have more gigs than days, yeah. Frankie. So, I, I, I mean, I know the artists listening out there are going to be super jealous. They, wanna, they, they would love to be able to have that kind of prolific bookings that you have. And so I'd love for you to talk about that. Uh, how are you able to work your career up to this point where you are literally gigging more than you are living days in a month? <laughs> it's, it's kind of, it happened all at once, kind of. I mean, I, I, for a long time, I kind of just sent out, you know, I, I typed up a little template of, you know, it was really simple. It just said, hi, I'm interested in, in you know, gigging with you guys, or I'd like to speak with someone about, you know, booking, music booking. Um, and I just said, you know, real quick, I'm a, I'm a musician and here's the link to my stuff. I mean, and I would send out in the beginning, I mean, I was sending out, you know, 50 messages a day, either through Facebook or via email or via their website or whatever method they, you know, they chose. Um, 
so I, I mean, I just kept just sending out messages and messages. And, you know, for every 20 that you send out, you usually only get, you know, one response at first. Um, but it was just years of being persistent and, you know, not giving up on that. I mean, I would, you know, send a message and if they were already booked or if they didn't respond, I would wait a few months and then reach out to them again. Or I would go to the place and maybe see if I could talk to a manager or go to open mics. I went to a lot of open mics in the beginning. So, um, but I noticed after like a couple years of doing that, at some point I just, I started getting responses from the people and it's kind of like all of my hard work paid off. So when I said it happened all at once, it, it kind of felt like it did. It was like one minute I was, you know, just playing a few times a month and then all of a sudden I've got, you know, a few gigs a week. And now, you know, when you're playing all the time and people are seeing your face, you know, the word starts to get around, especially in some of the smaller towns that I play in the little tight knit communities. Um, you know, and then there's usually someone at one gig who would say, Hey, I, I know the manager at this place, you'd be really good there. And I'd say, Oh, great, here's my card. And I would get their information. And then I follow up on that. But it's, you know, for me getting my shows booked, it's just being super persistent. I mean, every day I'm looking at my calendar. I always have my calendar. I save it in my phone, but I also have a hard copy calendar that I carry with me wherever I go. And I'm just, you know, always on my phone, always reaching out to people. And you definitely have to focus on the business side when you're doing that. Um, and also, I mean, I, I made sure that my website and all of my social media outlets were were up to date and you know I made sure I had quality video quality pictures quality audio so that way when I was sending out my information to these booking people they would you know see me and say oh wow you know she takes her craft seriously you know she's not just re doing recordings on her phone and you know that's her promotion so it's just being persistent and being professional that's really excellent to hear and what you're talking about is something I often hear from a lot of prolific touring artists like you that have managed to, you know, get their gig calendar as full as they do, which is one might intuitively think that the way that an artist kind of gets on that live performance trajectory is it's kind of a slow uh, progression. You know, you start off with a few gigs, then you get a little more, then you get a little more. But what I've often found from talking with artists like you is that it's actually the opposite. It's it's grinding and grinding and grinding for a long time. And you don't see the results maybe right away, but then one day the dam just breaks. All the hard work pays off. You unlock something and then it's just an exponential growth. And so I think that's an important thing for a lot of artists to hear who think like, oh, I still am not seeing the kind of traction I want is it's not going to be a slow burn. It's going to be a whole lot of nothing. And then boom, you're, you're, you're playing all the time because the hard work is paid off. One of the things that I that I uh, want to uh, pull the thread on with you a little bit more because I think it's important is what you're specifically sending a venue owner that lets them know who you are and what you're about. Because I, what, I, what I've often heard artists say is they don't want to leave any doubt in the mind of a venue booker as to who the artist is. You know, don't, don't make them go around searching for stuff. You know, show them good, solid video that tells them the exact kind of performer they're going to get, what kind of songs they're going to get, if you're going to play covers, what those covers are going to be, so that they don't have to do a lot of thinking when deciding, is somebody like Frankie Ray somebody I want at my venue? And it sounds like you're doing a lot of that kind of stuff. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, it's, you need to get your package together, your little press package. You need, you know, and, and it's, you know, it costs 
a pretty penny to get all that stuff together, you know, because it's like, you, you know, you need quality video, quality pictures and all of that stuff. So, but it's definitely um, making sure that what you're sending out to them is professional and it shows them that you're serious. You know, your, your videos, they don't, they can't be too long. You know, I, I usually try to put in like maybe a little two minute compilation of, of various performances that I've done. And, you know, I had someone edit that together. So that looks really nice, but you don't want to give them too much information because, you know, a lot of these booking agencies and venue owners are busy throughout the day. So they don't want to sit there and have to scroll and, oh, well, where do I find her music? Well, where do I find her videos? You know, I have it all on one page on my website. And when I send that out to venues, I say, here's the link to my press kit. And when you go to my press kit, you see everything from you know, I have a little resume of all of the, you know, festivals I've done and some of the bigger venues that I've played to show them that. Um, and then I've, it's all on one page and it's all together. Let's talk about booking agencies since you brought it up. Uh, how do booking agents fit within your overall strategy for booking gigs? So, I mean, do you use one agent? Do you use multiple agents? Uh, how did you find this agent? So the first agency I was with, I was actually playing a show in downtown Tampa. Um, and this woman approached me and she said, Hey, I work for, you know, this agency and we do, you know, bookings for events and, you know, public corporate events, private events, all of that sporting events, even, um, she said, so give us a call. I was like, Oh, great. So I, I gave them a call and I went in and to the, did a little audition for them. And they said, yeah, we'd like to start booking you. And it's definitely not, I don't get, I mean, I probably only 10% of my gigs are from agencies, but, um, I worked with that one agency and then there's another agency that I started working with and they book, you know, different venues like the hard rock in Tampa and the Straz center. Um, I'm actually playing a show tonight. It's an event that was booked through this other agency. Um, and for them, I actually reached out to them and I said, Hey, I'm interested in working with you guys. Can you give me any information? Um, and actually on their website, they had a, you know, instructions for the process to becoming one of their, um, you know, performers. But I did the same thing. I auditioned for them and then they said, okay, you know, we like your stuff. So we'll start, you know, booking you at various places. So, um, but right now I'm only really with two booking agencies because, you know, most of my, I mean, like I said, I, I book so much on my own, you know, I have to, you know, kind of scale it back a little bit. I can't work with every agency because then I'd never be available for them. <laughs> Well, that's that's really terrific to hear, and and I think it does sort of impart a lesson to artists that you don't need somebody to go out and find these opportunities for you. If you pound the pavement the way our guest Frankie Ray has, uh, you can keep a very full calendar of performances. So uh -huh. I, I want to talk about the other side of that full calendar. You know, we talked about how you know we 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 praised you. We've talked about how awesome it is. But now I want to figure out how you manage that kind of workload. I mean, if you're you know you're gigging literally every day, sometimes twice, three times a day. How do you keep yourself centered? How do you keep your energy levels up uh, doing all those gigs? How do you sort of keep your self-care in check? <laughs> oh, I'm still figuring that one out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I really am still figuring that one out. I, <laughs> I've noticed that I you know, I, I look at my calendar and I'm like, oh my goodness, it's already the end of the month. And I don't remember it. Like, I'm just, <laughs> I've been so busy, you know, um, I do, you know, people say like, oh, when do you sleep? And I do, you know, 
I, I see it as me working second shift. You know, I, I play at night, so I'm usually going to bed later. So I, I definitely allow myself to sleep in. I don't force myself to get up earlier than I need to. So I, I, I do that. And then when I do have a day off, I mean, I take the day off. <laughs> I mean, I, I do vocal steaming to make sure that my voice stays, you know, in shape. Um, I'll take a complete vocal rest day where all I do is drink tea and honey and, you know, I don't use my voice at all. Don't put any stress on it. I do that. And really, you know, when I play my shows, most restaurants only have you play for, you know, three to four hours. So it's really only three to four hours of your day that you're performing. And the rest is, you know, either driving and setting up or, and so it's, it's, well, that's it looks work too. Like a lot, you know. It looks like a lot on the calendar, but it's there. There's definitely time for rest. Um, as far as self care, self care goes, I'm still <laughs> figuring that one out. You know, just with eating right and you know making sure to center my mind a little bit. I definitely try to do that in the evenings when I'm home too. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you imparted to the listeners the importance of taking care of your instrument in all of this, and yeah. you know, there you you can never overstate the importance of vocal rest of taking care of your voice of you know not talking for a whole day i mean you're you're saying a lot of the same things that a guest we often have on this podcast carrie cole says he's a professional vocal coach who will impart a lot of these things uh, to artists you know making sure you're eating the right things drinking the right fluids and giving your voice the rest it needs to be able to handle the kind of touring schedule that you know someone like you is doing um so I, I imagine the folks listening to this podcast right now want to hear the kind of songs of somebody who performs as much as you do. And so we have a song from your uh, current album, Brave, that uh, I, I really enjoyed. And I believe it's the title track. And so yeah. uh, we'd love to be able to play this right now on the podcast. So here we go. This is Brave by our guest, Frankie Ray. his name on the news a Stanford boy couldn't do much harm they never gave her her truth the truth that lies beneath their white smiles but all of us know what this is about boys it takes all we have just to be Save. It takes everything we got just to be brave in our hearts. Through everything we work for, all the walls we've crushed in our love, we Save the world Loaded and ready He gave them what they deserved And he saw His skeletons In their smiles 
seen you, he couldn't lie for long. But the trigger was pulled and we'll die with the blame now. Because it takes all we have just to be safe. It takes everything we've got just to be and now we're coming back mm-hmm. um, that was the title track off of our guest Frankie Ray's album Brave uh, right here on the Break the Business podcast Frankie thank you so much for letting us play that that was terrific thanks I've really enjoyed our conversation I, I've i really enjoyed getting to hear about sort of how you built this really cool live performance operation that you have how you've maintained it how you maintain yourself along the way we've really imparted a lot of wisdom uh, this week i'm really happy about that and so i'd like to get one more piece of wisdom before we let you go and i've really enjoyed this interview frankie do you have any last tips to share with the indie artist listeners out there to help them move their careers forward i'd say first um really focus on your craft it's hard to it's hard to just focus on that when you want to do so many things, you want to travel, you want to book, you want to do all the the business side of it. But um, I think your first priority should be just, you know, become the best that you can be at your craft, become so good at what you do that they can't deny you, you know, that they, they want to book you Um, be unique, you know, don't, try to follow along with what everyone else is doing if it's something that you don't want to do. But I'd say first focus on your craft because I mean, if you become so talented and so good and so skilled, you know, I feel like the business side is just going to 
come along a lot easier. You know, you have to sharpen the ax before you cut the tree, <laughs> you know? So. I love that. You just created like the quote that we can use on social media posts now. So I appreciate that. You I can- actually got it in a, a, a book that I read from uh, Jenna Fisher from the office. She oh, got, okay. She said that in her book and I was like, oh, that's perfect. Yeah, that's great. That is really good. So. Well, I'll credit it to you and Jenna Fisher. You can find out more about our guest's work by visiting www.frankierey.com. Frankie, thank you so much for being on the show this week. Thank you. And thank you all for listening to the Break the Business podcast. We'll see you next week.